You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. So, do you, do you think um, cutting out meat from your diet is a good thing, or do you think it doesn't matter? For me, personally, I think it matters hugely. No, in general. No, nothing to do with you. In, for people. I'm a people. All right, take you out of the equation. For people. Well, I don't know. I think everybody's different. I say it doesn't really matter. Just eat what you want. Because you're going to die anyway, right? Then why don't you eat it? Because I feel better. Well, there you go. Then you're answering the question that it must be better. Well, I'm not telling anybody else to do it is what I'm getting at. <laughs> yeah, but if you're saying it doesn't matter, then you're just a hypocrite. Just eat it yourself then. No, I feel, I've tried various ways and I feel better this way, right? So that way is good for me. But if you're the kind who eats meat, I have no, you know, eat it, eat it. Yeah, but you're talking about, does it make you feel better not to? Is it better for people in general? And you're saying from your experience, it's been better for you. So how can you say to everyone, it doesn't matter, just do what you want. I'm saying... How about tell everybody, give it a try, Yeah. because you have no idea. That's exactly what I'm saying. I'm saying, I have tried all the various ways. And I've come to my own conclusion. The two ways, eating meat and not eating meat. That's the only ways there are. Um, so people need to do that and then see how they feel. Like, don't eat meat for a week. See if you feel any different. If you oh, don't... Oh, I don't think a, me- a week would make a difference. I think it does make a difference. I don't think it would. I think you'd, you'd have to do at least a month. That was my original plan when I stopped, before you ever stopped. I thought I'll try this for one month to see if I can even even plan meals around it like and then it just sort of blossomed from there but we we're mostly talking about as our bodies are we ever going to figure out a way for humans to eat and we're still we're not going to live forever no matter what we're all going to have heart defects lung defects and like like you said you're going to have sugar problems thyroid problems you're you probably going to have old relations everybody who's listening probably going to have some old people in the family who are like Old, old, and they've always had shit their entire life. And smoked well, and well, drank. No, I'm and... not saying always that shit. I'm saying always that stuff that we're told is bad for us. Right. Because it exactly. might not be bad for us. But everybody's got somebody who smoked, drank, every, anything they want, and they're still fine, right? Ba- bacon so. three times a day and all that shit. And then you're, you're like, well, they're fine. But are they really fine? And even if they are, they're you happy. know a lot of other people <laughs> who aren't. You know what I mean? Like, so... It is a toss-up. I think you should go by how you feel. If you feel tired and extra fat and blumpy all the time, I mean, you are fat, I mean, you feel it. Like, I feel like now if I eat lots of dairy, I feel really gross and, like, bloated and tired. But I feel tired when I eat meat and when I didn't eat meat. I feel tired. No, I pay very close attention now. And the days that I eat any kind of dairy dairy, cheese or dairy or a cream sauce or something that has butter in it, I feel, I just get this sweaty, fat, bloaty, extra gross feeling. And I can't, I mean, for Indian food, it's worth it, right? I'll eat the korma, I don't care. And and then the next day I feel the extra super fatness. But, and I just feel tired and, but, you know, I think it's up to... All right, so that's the pre-show discussion. (laughs) That's the before the after the show discussion. Let's move on with this podcast. So it's uh, Sunday, July the 17th, 2011. Um, Monday, July the 18th, when you're listening to this, I'm assuming. Uh, This is after the show number 181. The the music we are listening to this week... (laughs) The movie we Don't are, confuse them. Yeah, the movie we're watching this week is Insidious. We're watching the Blu-ray release. It's a 2011 movie, 
released on Blu-ray on the 12th of July, 2011. That's a day after somebody's birthday. Probably a day after a lot of people's birthday. Um, (laughs) It's rated... I say it's rated R, but it's not rated R. It's rated PG-13, which is kind of a shock to me after watching it. Um, The tagline for the movie, which is a shitty tagline in my opinion, uh, is, it's not the house that's haunted... And the studio is Sony. And you're going to give us a synopsis of this movie. It's not the house that's haunted. That's a good synopsis. <laughs> and the picture of a boy on the front. Yeah, but... <laughs> that's pretty much tells you the... It's and a, a creepy movie. Yeah, it's not the... Ha- it's a creepy movie with a family and some kids and some creepy shit happens. And... That needs to be on the back of the it... box. <laughs> it is more of a manufactured person's vision of making a scary movie than it is an organic-y kind of be scary movie, in my opinion. I uh, kind of agree with that. Uh, Alright, so on to the movie. Did you like Insidious? I did, mostly. I'm going to say about 60% I was Can like. I... This crossed my mind while I was watching it. Um, and it actually uh, resonated at the end of it when I'd finished watching it. Are we going to say... There's going to have to be some spoilers in this, because it would be very difficult to to discuss this movie. So So if you don't want to know about this movie and about some of the hooks or the twists or the turns, we may not explain everything, but it's going to be very difficult to say my opinion on certain parts without kind of giving away a little bit of the shocking thing. So don't listen. Go back and go watch it, and then come back and listen. This is something... um, This is what crossed my mind, so... In the middle of it, something came to my head, an idea that I had about this. And at the end, it absolutely dawned on me that this is what it is. The first <laughs> third of the movie is quite scary. Yes. Very good. He's very good, this director, of ratcheting the tension up slowly. So I felt like I was watching The Exorcist, which has a very slow burn. You're that, not comparing. Well, I'm saying... The Exorcist, you can you can compare. It's another scary movie that un- is in a house and unravels slowly. It's really well done. It's very slow at the beginning, The Exorcist, but that is to its um, overall feel. That, that's what makes... When the shit is the fan, that's what makes it really good. So in this one, for the first third of the movie, it was very creepy. It was... Um, I couldn't really tell what was going to happen. Um, but then... When the shit does hit the fan in this movie, and it becomes some, it kind of changes the tone of the movie. I it it was almost laughable. As it came to a part where it was kind of laughable, then it kind of went serious again. But during that entire time, which is the last two thirds of the movie, I was not scared anymore at all. Correct. It was just like there's some ghosty things. There's a creepy image. There's some noise. In fact, the, the sound scared me more than the movie. But that was just, oh, look, they're playing some horrible sounds. So I feel a bit on edge. So I think the first third of the movie succeeded better than the last Correct. parts. I but, agree. Um, but having said that, I did enjoy it. Cause it I did too. You know, it, it, it does have the right stuff going on. It's just it felt, I don't know, it felt forced. I'll tell you what it happened to me. In the beginning... I did. I curled up yeah, in my good. chair. Like, I, I recoiled scared, from a couple things. Even a couple as we moved into that second, third or so. And a couple, like with the viewfinder and the, the oh. things were there. I was like, holy shit. I mean, 
And it's not, like he said, it's not cheap scares. You know, when we were listening to the... It's not. The, it's not every, jumping out at Everything... You. Well, it does. But everything that it makes creeps sense. you out is a real thing. There's no open the cupboard and a plate falls out. There's none of that. It's all the real shit. So that creeped me out a lot. And then it started becoming... They had a little poltergeisty mixed in there. Yeah, the you could see of, other movies The jokey, in. the little uh, kind yeah. of like laughable ghost hunter people. Yeah. But they were serious enough to where I wasn't... There wasn't over the top. They were totally believable, in my opinion. I've listened and watched and heard yeah, enough about Yeah, because they kind of made fun of them, but, yeah, yeah. but actually made it appear, well, maybe this is the real yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And know? then what happened was it started becoming... Okay, when I was a kid... Now, nothing scares me scares me now, because I don't believe in spirits and any of that shit anymore. Like, when I was a kid, it was drilled into your head that that shit was real, yeah. and there are good Ghosts spirits and bad and... spirits and angels and hell and de- I don't believe in any of that shit anymore. So none of that bothers me. It's the creepy real stuff that bothers me. Creaking floors and creepy images outside your window and all that shit, right? But when I was a kid, and they would take me to a haunted house, like a local haunted house, and it's all, you know, they've put up, like, uh, strobe lights and black lights and someone's jumping out people of the corner out, yeah. and someone, and they've made holes, like you're walking on a fake floor and there are people under there and they poke their arms up and grab your legs or out of the holes. I mean, the haunted houses I went to were pretty elaborate. Yeah, the pitch black in an haunted house I went to in uh, Blackpool Pleasure Beach. You went into this corridor and it was completely yeah, pitch corridors, black. Yeah, corridors, always long corridors. And then you, you started walking, you couldn't see nothing, so you're holding onto your friends in front yeah, of you yeah. and stuff. And then all of a sudden, the floor was sponge. Like yes, actual, yes, so you exactly. Sink it and you're like, holy crap, what is this? Like, so and yeah, then they go, oh, and then they blow oh, some wind oh, on you, and like you're walking on people's bodies. And yes. shit. yeah. And I was absolutely terrified. I remember feeling terrified when you walked in the one room where they had the strobe light and the lady's in the coffin and she sits up. Well, it's just the lady who teaches Sunday yeah, school yeah. normally or whatever. And because I went, to, I live in a small town, but it's still. I remember getting halfway through them sometimes and being so terrified I had to force my mom to take me out. And that feeling and those images of a person plastering on fake makeup and putting on the old-fashioned outfits with the veils and all that kind of stuff, that's where this movie took me. Because it's all practical. It's all in camera. I mean, it literally is. The costumes and stuff are very reminiscent of going into a haunted house. Yeah, that's what it's with like. The with the creepy candle under their face and the like, the shadows, and that creeps anybody out. But that, and then all of a sudden, but it's a little bit. The theatrical. scare was gone as a grown up, but I got those little tingly feelings from when I was a kid. Like that just creeps me out. But I then would, it, I wasn't scared anymore. I would compare the last third to an haunted house. Yeah, ride. exactly. It's almost like a ride. Like you're just. You're in this place. I mean, it's another world, otherworldly place. And it kind of goes a little over... It goes a bit theatrical. It goes... Yeah. It's almost like going into the Haunted Mansion at Disney and something pops up and goes... Yeah, like you're riding down the boat thing, like animatronics or something. you know, it has that feel. But it lost me in the scares department at about... I think when the ghost hunters turned up, kind of roughly there. Because I was like, okay probably going to get a bit crazier now. Yeah, it took me a little bit after that. And then... And then when it does... When I get the full explanation of things, even though I like explanations, if it doesn't quite jive, if it doesn't quite creep me out enough, like The Exorcist, it creeps me out. I don't believe in Satan, but it creeps me out. Because it's a bit... It creeps me out, because like I don't even know why. It just gets in my mind, like, I don't even know why. Yeah. Still to this I day. I never had this feeling with this boy. Be, I no, never had the either. feeling he was going to... 
say let Jesus fuck me or any of that shit. That's <laughs> from The Exorcist, by the way. Yeah, but what I mean is those kind of images, they stick in my head and I can't. And see, the weird thing is, when I first saw The Exorcist, you and for 20 that. years, I never saw the scenes you're talking about. It was all TV edit and v- VCR. I saw it on the video. But it still creeped you out. It creeped me out because when I was a kid, I did believe it was possible for, like, these demons to get in you and that and demons so existed. I... But now when I watch it, I don't even know why it's still... It's almost like I resist believing because that movie tries to convince me, and it still creeps me I out. Think, think... And this one just loses... The you know what movie scared me more and I should have put it in my recommendation. Not that it was scarier or great or anything, but the Strangers. Strangers was pretty because good. Because it was scary. Because it was real. Like yeah, there's no. It wasn't supernatural. There's nothing in city. There's nothing supernatural. It's just people fucking with you in a very bad way. I or thought that was House of a Thousand Corpses or any of those movies where it's just people. Yeah, being fucked up people. Crazy. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes, exactly. Those movies kind of get me through even if they're hokey sometimes or a little over the top but this one I've got lost in the what's it called astral astral physics thing Um, I mean I don't mind it it's not a bad twist you know what though it was like when that part came I was like how many ideas do they want to throw at the wall here it's like okay you've did you've done some you've made it a bit like the exorcist you've made it a bit like poltergeist you've made it a bit like a haunted house movie Amityville Horror or something you may like how many things do you want to do you don't need to do all them it would have been creepier if you'd have subtracted some of it like I know but how would you explain it though um you have to have the kid in I like home. a less explanation I, I like creepy shit like the first third of the movie creepy noises banging etc so you don't want her you don't want the ghost hunter people no being the um, what's what's it called? They're giving you the exposition. They're not. They don't need. You don't want the explanation. No. You want them to have floated through, and then all of a sudden the things show up. In fact, I'd rather. You don't even know where I'd from. rather have the ghost people come, tell them that it's probably this stuff, give them some kind of explanation, and and then the them the family say, oh, we don't believe in that shit. Get out. And then the shit is the fan without any help. Like, they don't have any help. Right, but you still have the explanation. It's still the reason that it's happened. Well, I, I, then I would like to say in my own mind, well, that explanation's hokey because they're just nutters, those ghost people. They're, they're not real. They're, they've got phony equipment. They're just people like... So that's kind of where you get lost, I mm. think. I did. I did, too. Was like, oh, now he's making fun of it? I mean, if you love ghost hunters Because even in Poltergeist, like they're not jokey. No, they're those quite serious. Those ghost hunter people, or whatever you want to call them back then, they weren't. there were no ghost hunters then. Well, that's what I mean. they are. Yeah, the paranormal people. Investigate. They weren't comical or anything in Poltergeist. I think making these ghost hunters comical in this Insidious was a big mistake. Big because mistake. Because as soon as they opened the mouths and they said, oh, I'll make my own equipment and they, they just interact with each other in a humorous Although way. Although I like them. If you take yeah. them just as they were, I thought they were convincing. I really liked yeah, them. Yeah, they were fine. But the tone of the movie The tone then, of the movie it changed. Just, it kind of like tension, tension, and then someone pricked a hole in it and, and all know, the air went out. And I know in like a horror movie, you yes, you can have a moment of um, here's a funny moment to break the tension because it might have been might be a lot to take yeah. in at one. But these guys break the tension completely for quite a long time. Where's the comedy in The Exorcist? Did they break the tension in there ever? No. I mean, she wet herself, but that wasn't funny. No, that was her. It was horrible. <laughs> All yeah, of it was horrible. They, they, no, they just have like where she's kind of normal at the beginning, playing with the mom before she gets the Ouija board. And there's out. no it's funny not, ever again. Not really. 
It's pretty serious. Truly, there's no going back. Like so, yeah. It, to me, I I liked the movie, you know, and it. The last half, I don't like. You know, not to compare things, but you know, like Sam Raimi does um, horror films in a cheeseball way, like The Evil Dead and stuff. He's he kind of adds that comedy in there, which the horror disappears when the comedy starts coming because. You know, when Ash has put his chainsaw arm on and he's yeah, and there's weird shit coming at him and he's like saying his one-liners and stuff, the horror's kind of gone for me. It might get gory, but the horror is gone because it's just an action hero story from then on. Well, that's what you need to avoid in here. And that last bit, the um, other what was it called? The further. It was almost. It was a bit too cheesy. The tension for me. was gone, and I was kind of in a, a humorous mode at that point because of. These ghost hunters and some of the stuff that happens in the further. And it did it's look as... like a manufactured haunted house. Like like they said, the demon lair place and the even the look of the mall. And then they're... I mean, I love the look of it. That's why I enjoyed the it's movie. It's pretty stereotypical of what you would find scary. I though. disagree. Because I played a lot of horror video games that have like a, a doll-faced kind of woman who... Evil Dead even has a doll-faced kind of woman who, you know, does this big smile thing, switches from a frown to a smile quickly, or, you know, a, a Lucifer-looking kind of dude. Um, what else? The long-coated bloke. It's very... Yeah, but not all together. That's why I liked it. Because it was kind of like you were in a... Like, the greatest hits of what can freak you out. These dull kind of people sitting but, on the couch. But the funny thing is, you're in a greatest... And the steam rising up from the floor. You're in a greatest hits of stuff that will freak you out, but you're not being freaked out. That's the problem, like. And I yeah, don't know why, because I was watching it thinking, this is all the elements of, Now, like, the long-haired fiend always freaked me out a little bit. I don't know why, but he was the creepiest thing. Oh, I think because the way he's introduced... Yeah. That, seriously. Just standing there. I was like, fuck, no, just walking right outside your window, and then he's like, right there, oh my god, just thinking about it, that freaks me out. So that's why I enjoyed this movie more than 50%, because... I enjoyed the movie literally 50%. That, and I don't say it's a bad movie. No, no. Because I did enjoy it. I think it. I, I recommend it. I don't recommend it. I don't think it's PG-13. I don't think a 13, 14-year-old... I really don't think it's appropriate, because it's pretty freaky. See, I don't think there's anything... Yeah, but it's freaky. It's not... It's not... I don't know. I would have watched it, but I know that that's not probably appropriate. Um, put it... But the quote on the box, most terrifying film since The Exorcist... Absolutely It, it absolutely not. does not apply, no. Unless that person didn't see The Exorcist until they were 30. And then they were like, eh, what's so scary about this? Oh, they saw it when they was 12 and it had no impression No, whatsoever. I don't think you could have seen The Exorcist when you were 12 and it had no impact. But, um... As far as a horror film goes, I, I enjoyed it. I've not seen one for a while. I said to you, I've not really watched a horror film for a while. It's not the best horror film I've ever seen, but it felt... I, I just wish they could have kept the first third and, and ratcheted it up. When you say that, though, there's no way anything ever is going to be except The Exorcist. No. Nothing is ever going to be. No, I've it. had fun with other horror movies. Uh, lots of them, in fact. Think of... Um, so what is the best horror movie you've ever seen? Since The Exorcist? No. In your life. The Exorcist. Okay, then you're never going to talk. Do you know it. what, though? Uh, a really close second. And um, I don't know if this is really a horror movie. <laughs> just creepy? Just, yeah. And it's more about real people being fucked 
And it's um, The Devil's Rejects. Yeah, yeah, Devil's Rejects. I think it's just really well done, and it's very... puts you at unease the entire time. You don't know what... And plus, I already had preconceived... Oh, I've seen House of a Thousand Corpses, which, incidentally, I don't like as much. I prefer The Devil's mm. Rejects. I think it's better. Um, but it's one of them ones that actually sticks in my mind. I can see the scenes, like... Um, and the same with The Exorcist. I can see the scenes. So there are other horror movies that have... The Thing. John Carpenter's The Thing. That was pretty creepy. That f- freaks me out also because it's... it's... very scary. I think Alien. The original Alien is pretty freaky because you're kind of I mean, of there's alone. plenty of good horror movies. I mean, The Exorcist isn't the benchmark for everything. There's different types of horror movies too. Um, it's hard though when that feeling... It's, that's what it is. It's not the quality of the movies. It's not the content of the movies that we've seen in the last 30 years. It's the feeling we had... That watching that movie the first time and the tenth time and the twentieth time and it never goes away. I think the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre also makes me feel freaked out when I watch it. <laughs> I know what's going to happen. I've seen it tons of times, tons of times. I mean, can't tell you the amount of times I've seen it. Um, but the original, not the remake. I can put the original on and still feel weird by them going to that house. Like, yeah, don't go don't, to the house. Because it's fucked up, that house. Don't go. And when they do go there, I'm still on the edge of my seat thinking, oh my God. They could, and even though I know it's fucked, like it's, it's, you know, it just is the worst thing. But um, it doesn't scare you. It kind of does. Because there's actual parts where... And it's people who are doing it. There's nothing explainable about people's behavior. Deliverance. It's not a horror movie. You're it's, right. it's totally fucked up. I, uh, I, it yes. fucks me up thinking about what happens to them. And it's not a horror movie. It's just people who are fucked up fucking with people. <laughs> like you said. This is going to be the multiple F word vi- episode. Yeah. But that's, you know, there's, there's movies that are creepy. And then there's movies like Insidious that, like you say, is manufactured like, what's creepy? Let's all write it all down on a bit of paper. Let's try and get 90% of that into this movie. And, like I say, it's like throwing a load like of a stuff at a wall there. and seeing what will stick. Some of it doesn't, some of it does. In this case, for me... And for most people who believe in... Like, it can tap into your beliefs. If you believe in another world, purgatory, hell, spirit world, that just... That amongst I'm sure it would have a different dimension. effect. Exactly. That you... You're, if a movie's explaining to you, oh, here's another bridge to that world. Here's another way to get to that world, other than just sleeping or dreaming. Here's the astrophysicist world, or phys- what's it called? When you, out-of-body experience is what it is. Like, leave your body, when the, when the guy your said, body's vulnerable and all that stuff. When that guy said there's not many movies that cover out-of-body experiences, I disagree, because I've seen movies with out-of-body experiences in them. Which? I can't tell you, but if you look them up, I bet there's more than Oh, ten. I disagree. You do? Yeah, totally. I remember right. seeing one where very, very... I can see it Not clearly. from this perspective. You're talking about when somebody dies and they come up out of their body. He's, they're talking about oh, in this a horrific thing, way. When they're asleep and they you can travel on these other planes of existence while your body stays asleep in the real world kind of thing. So that's why I think if your beliefs start giving you that feeling. Like, okay, if you believe in heaven and hell and Satan and God, then the exorcist really is going to freak you out because these are people being possessed by a demon who could be Satan. We never get a full explanation, but I mean... And you know, and the, the, if you are really religious and you watch The Exorcist, there are scenes that are completely blasphemous and horrible 
and completely against what you stand for. So that would f- freak you out. I mean, because it's so far away from your... I mean, yes, you do believe in the devil and all that stuff, but you're seeing it. Right, exactly. And it's saying horrible things that you would expect from it, but maybe it shocks you, you know. So, yeah, that works. Whereas this, it's... This never gets truly horrible. That's the pro- it's, it's a PG-13, right? You know the creepiest moment? I don't know if I should, I mean, this is a ma- not a major spoiler, but in the further, and the boys, they're crying, like, trying his little heart out. And then it just hits me. He's been there for, like, months and months alone in the dark, like, just totally conscious of it. That freaked me out, because then I realized that's creepy. That concept is really horrible. So that kind of got me back in the, we gotta save this situation. Whereas I'd kind of been away from it, like, what's the big deal here? Like, and then I kind of got sucked back into it. And then nearing the end again, it got a little more too. And then the very, you know, that <laughs> I was like, oh, I hadn't seen it coming though. I didn't, but it, it was almost. Yeah, but if you didn't see it coming, you can't. We can't complain. No, I didn't. See, I didn't see it coming um, at all. But then when it does come, and you think back to something that happened previously, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, they did plant some seeds of it. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it was pretty good. I like a twist. Yeah, it was a twist. Um, all right, so let's move on to the uh, cast. We got Patrick Wilson, who I know from Watchmen. Um, he's been in a lot of stuff, but what was he in Watchmen? He was an uh, owl, night owl, owl ranger, whatever you call him. Oh, was he? Yes. Oh, with the lair under the ground. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. So he plays Josh Lambert, the father of this um, particular family. I think he played it pretty good. <gasps> oh, yeah, you're right. The seeds are just now occurring to me. Yes. The. Yes. The, yes. Oh my god! It just and the album. Yeah. No, no photos of. Yeah, Danny. there was. Remember wedding. Yeah, but See, not many. Not many. He doesn't like them. <gasps> You're right. He doesn't like them being taken. But this and that. Oh my god! Yeah. It just occurred yeah. to me. That's brilliant, actually. It, the seeds. Yeah. <laughs> Is that funny that you didn't get into that? Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that's really brilliant. Hey, that's actually. where um, that's where discussion of a movie pays off because you just. Got something. New. That is actually quite good. Now that I'm now that's quite good. Oh. I like it better now. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh Patrick Wilson plays Josh Lambert. I thought it was fine, yeah. Yeah, I did too. Um similar who's the guy who plays the father in Poltergeist? Craig T. Nelson? Yeah. A similar like a naivety to him. Yeah. Which I like. Kind of like the husband uh father kind of yeah, like a little I, bit I don't drained believe in of, this. and I'm, and yeah, but not bad. But what I really liked about him, and it was possibly my favorite thing in this movie, Insidious, was that he wasn't Mister Action Hero, right? No, no, no. And no. secondly, he was so shit scared of what was going on, he stays at work and yeah. leaves his wife on her own. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome because <laughs> he's like at work going, "Oh, I stay to work till eleven o'clock. Bell, I'll be asleep." But no, when you think about it, really. Yeah, yeah. Now you know yeah, why. Yeah. But it's he, good though, isn't it? It's, he it, knows. Yeah, it's a yeah. good it's a good um watching it from that when not knowing anything. I thought that was awesome that he was like being a pussy. And I, but oh, but I also thought he's really good with the kids. He's like very yeah. intimate and very like like uh really gentle and nice and that all of those things kind of come to So um Rose Byrne plays his wife, Renee Lambert. Um I liked her. I did. Uh, on occasion, I was a bit. I was a little bit. It was a little bit empty yeah. sometimes. Uh, I didn't. I wasn't convinced on the porch. 
I'm scared. She does I'm... some overacting. Or underacting, in my opinion. Well, there was some of the... When it really shit hits the fan and she sits there ah, screaming and stuff, I was a bit... don't know. I'd kind of lost her by that point, for mm. me. I preferred him. <laughs> I don't know. I just liked him. I liked his pussiness. Quit it. That's terrible. What is that supposed to mean? That, that women, he was just a coward. I like that, that women are nothing, so when a man is a pussy, he's nothing? Yeah, I, I like... Yeah, well, I haven't had that body part, so is that what you mean? No. Like, it is negative. No, I like that... I like that he's a coward. Equals Because he's not the feminine. typical horror movie dude who will go down in the basement and check shit out. He's not that guy. He he, he wanders around like... Why are we calling it a pussy, though? Because that's a woman, right? A female body part. Why oh, that's we... just a term that's used in... I know what it's used for. I'm just asking you about it. How about we just say he's a coward? Oh, are you offended by that? A little bit, yeah. All right, so, all right, then he's a... He's a coward. Let's yeah, just say that. coward. I mean, you're using a feminine reference to put him down, so that's kind oh, of I've an insult. I've just heard that before. I know, I'm just saying. I mean, most people probably have. I um, don't care. I don't, see it, I don't see it as a... Uh... Well, now I'm pointing it out to you. That's what it sounds like. But he is a coward. Right, He's not I... a coward. All right, I, I can still use it, though, right? I prefer that he didn't, but, you know. All right, so um, T.Y. Simpkins plays Josh Lambert. So he plays T. the kid. T.Y. Ty. Oh, right, okay. Ty is I'm thinking name. it was uh, like a double name, T.Y. Like... He's a little boy. Ty. Yeah, he's the boy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he plays Josh Lambert. I think the boy's alright, but there again... He doesn't have to do a whole lot, except the crying part Not was really. pretty good. I mean, he's, he's in a coma a lot of the time. He's so playing, he, he does good in the parts when he's around. It's a shame that they whisk the other kids out of the story. Yeah. I thought it would have been better if they kept There's them There's a lot more tension when the kids are there, to me, in the but beginning. But they, they just go, oh yeah, kids have gone now. Let's get They're with Grandma, this. but then Grandma comes around. Yeah, yeah. No, so so Grandma's I... left the kids. <laughs> <laughs> with all this creepy shit going on, Grandma left the other kids. That yeah. is a bit... I felt like the little kids in the beginning, because they have three kids, it adds to the tension. Because you, as a woman, maybe, or I don't know if you felt this, like you're cranked up with this feeling of protecting them. Like, holy crap, don't sleep in a room away from your kids when this weird shit's going on. Like... Get them all in your bed. You know, like, that's how I felt. Kind of like poltergeist. Once they got swept away, like you said, you feel less, like, you've got some blankets. See, in Poltergeist, for instance, I always felt the mother in Poltergeist was a real mother. She Mm -hmm. wanted to get the kids in bed with her when the shit was happening. She wanted to protect them all. I think that might have been the problem with this Rose Byrne. Um, She... There was points where I felt like she didn't even know the kids existed anymore. You felt like she was probably too young to be a mother to these three kids, I think. Because, uh... Maybe? It, it, kind of, it kind of is... I mean, she's obviously old enough to have a kid that's eight and nine and, and baby. I mean, but the connection isn't 100% there. You feel more like an older sister sometimes than a mother. Yeah. And then Barbara Hershey plays Lorraine Lambert. Barbara Hershey, everybody knows her. She's the same, I think, always. I don't mind her, but she's pretty neutral to me nowadays. Yeah, and then the writer of the... Uh, I didn't write him down, but... Because all I can think of with Barbara Hershey, isn't she from The Entity? Yeah. The one, the spirit that rapes her. I actually loved that movie when I was... Oh, you know, it was a good... It was one of them ones on video. That just made... It sounded really horrible. I say an entity rapes her, and I kind of love that movie. I did love it. It was well done, that movie. It was It was around the time of, like, um, The Exorcist and all them kind of things came out on VHS, I remember. It was one I'm of... Not- sure if it's that well done. I think you need to watch it again. I think it was when I watched it and I'd have been 12, 13 year old probably. Shit, yeah. I mean, it was a VHS tape. I remember it very specifically thinking, oh, it's going to be a horrible, you know, like a horror VHS tape. Um, and then, yeah, the, the co-writer, I can't remember his name, is it Lee Wanal? He was in this movie as one of the ghost mm. dudes. 
Um, so this is directed by James Wan, and James Wan is the author slash uh, director of the original Saw movie. Um, Only original. He wrote the third movie but didn't direct it. Um, and I still, to this day, I don't like the Saw series of movies. In fact, I think it lost me at number three, <laughs> and there's seven of them. I don't think I even watched four, five, six, seven because two was average Pretty and three was horribly from bad there, yeah. for me. Anyway, um, one I thought was absolutely fantastic. I could watch one again. You know, I really liked one. It's a very good Creepy. suspense, and you know, it's got one of those things yeah, in it yeah. that you would never figure out. So, I think James Wan did a good job with writing that and directing that. Um, here, don't think it is as successful as that no 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 but it's still pretty good filmmaking because there's some interesting techniques going on here there's some it's all practical like yeah i do like that it's not all cgi'd up that i do not cgi'd up at all as far except as. that i think it was a little too like we said like haunted housey looking yeah but if it freaks you out, it freaks you out. And you might be covering your eyes half the time, so it looks even more... Some of the images are super creepy, and some are kind eyes. of... Like, like I could have just walked on that set and been like, oh yeah, look at the ghosts all jacked up like zombie-looking people. You know, like that kind of thing. Have you ever seen uh, Salem's Lot? Stephen King. The mini so. The miniseries. That was like a six-hour movie, pretty much. But it was a miniseries, but put out as a movie later. That has some images that are similar to this, mm. also. Just creepy images where you, they flash up for a few seconds and you're like, ugh, ugh. Yeah, yeah. This did that quite a bit. I mean, I liked... I like his... I, he seemed... Uh, we saw some extras about the making of this, too. He seemed a good director to have on set. I yeah. I mean, he seemed like he pulled people And he's into it, yeah. And it's, it's actually an interesting... We'll talk about it in the DVD extras. So, DVD extras, there are three. There's <laughs> um, not very much at all, is there? Um, there is. Don't need much. Horror 101, the exclusive seminar. I wouldn't call it a seminar. It's the writer and the... I think they're just being funny. Yeah, it's the writer and the director um, telling you about what inspired them to do... What other movie... What do you call them? Stereotypes inspired them to do Like we said, they took all these things... The haunted house movie. Shove them in there, yeah. So they explain how all their movies... You know what would have made it better? And I don't think they had clearances would them to insert clips of movies... Like here's a bit of The Exorcist, here's a bit of Poltergeist. Mm. This is these are movies that we were completely inspired by. Because when you watch it, it's obvious which ones I think, they. Which I think ones. you don't need the clips. Then I just thought it would have made the feature out a little bit better to get some like, you know, fun. No, because I don't think they would want you to compare directly their movie with. Other but it's movies. quite obvious when you watch this that they sat they've sat down and watched a lot of those iconic movies when they were coming up with this. So, you know. And they even said that they did. Um, so, yeah, it's a pretty decent extra. Um, then there's the onset with Insidious, which is the one that I enjoyed, because they've got kids on the set here, and they're making a scary movie. And I always think to myself, I mean, kids on a set, and there's scary crap, people in makeup, weird shit going on, flashing lights, noisy stuff. How do kids react to that? And, you know, we've seen the extras with Linda Blair on set in The Exorcist, and it was a different time back then. They they weren't easy on her. Not easy on her at all. I'm thinking, in fact, horrible. Like, it wasn't a good experience for her. But here, he, James Wan was trying to make it a... Listen, kids, 
this is not real. In fact, like they've got this guy dressed up as a demon, and he's trying to explain. Look, look inside his mouth. They're yeah, not, you know, his it's fingers not... got, you know, got glued on and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, but it's like I said to you though. Even if you and I were sitting in a movie makeup trailer and watch that guy go from being a dude to getting painted up with the black and the red in the finished moment, even in a brightly lit trailer, yeah, looks weird. you would look at him and be like, that is freaky. I mean, even though I know... With the contact lenses in. Yeah, I've what? watched you from start to finish, and yet the finished thing is like, that's freaking so weird. So he was, he was t- kind of telling the kid, you know, that, that's just... Because th- you don't want that kid to be scarred by that shit. I mean, that's no. not fair, is it? I think like, Linda Blair was probably scarred by I her. I think experience. so. Physically and mentally. And then finally, these insidious entities, which, uh, what was that one? That was the third one. What, what were they? Oh, they were just explaining about how, you know, creepy otherworldly things and yeah. showing you in detail about the, whatever they called each of these dudes, like the man with the red face. Yeah, and the, yeah. Um, decent enough extras. They're just talking head style extras. They're really all brief, too. It's not really, you know, well, I. 20 minutes max all of it um no commentary nothing else so uh, as far as extras go while those are actually enjoyable extras it's not really a good package I think it's fine some movies I don't really want more I always want a commentary because I what I do in the week is replay the movie and listen to the commentary but would it make I guess it can make it better though we've had experiences with that but yeah um so, uh, in conclusion, on Insidious, um, even though we... Did it sound like we badmouthed that movie? Not badmouthing. I mean, I would say anywhere from enjoyed it to neutral. It's more than enjoyed There's it. There's no... Na- I, no I mean, it's more no than massive. neutral. It's not a five out of five. No, I mean, five out of ten. The feelings are enjoyment and a little bit of scared to neutrality. There's never a feeling of like, oh, God, this sucks, or anything like that, ever. It's just a little bit of eye-rolling... A little bit of like, oh, rain it in. It you definitely know, like, lost me. I wanted section. it to stay as tense as the beginning. Yeah. And so I think I maybe forgave a lot. Do you know what I've I mean? Got, I've got a um, recommendation when we get to them. There's a movie we saw last year that actually keeps that intensity the entire time. Which I am a big fan of. But I'll mention that in there. So, um... Thanks to Sony for the Blu-ray uh, contest. Go to aschoolie.com. You can win a DVD. Not this, not Insidious. There's another DVD up for Morale. Um, and next week's Blu-ray review will be Source Code with the uh, Jake uh, Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal. Um, I don't. I don't know what that one's about. Mm. Uh, you know, all I think Source Code might give us a clue. All I do know is it's directed by David Bowie's son. Okay. So. Um, Source code on Blu-ray. Movie tagline fun. This is a section of the show where you, or me, tell each other a tagline for a movie and we have to guess it. And you can guess it, the audience. For the 30 seconds that we allow you to think you gotta about it. you got to be quick. Or pause it. You'll read the tagline, pause it, try and think of it, and then come back. Good idea. That's a good way. Uh, see if I can think of it without looking at it. Yes, I can. Okay, here's the tagline. Nice planet. We'll take it. With an exclamation point. Mars Attacks. <gasps> Is it? Yes! <laughs> that was a guess, because I was thinking, oh no. My God, I was yes. thinking, no, it's probably Independence Day. No, nice planet. We'll take it. That's the first win! Yes! Hey! I didn't give anybody a chance to win. <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> Hopefully they paused yeah. after I said it. Immediately. Like, immediately. <laughs> 
That is right. Oh, crap. Now I'm going to have to guess. Yeah. One nil. See, I thought that would apply to a lot of movies. It did. But that one, because it sounded kind of lighthearted. Yes. The tagline. That's one that came into my mind first. Mars Attacks is a kick-ass movie, I must say. It really is. It's freaky and weird. A and Tim Burton movie? It is. Um, so, yeah. A win for me. One nil. Yeah. I'll have to come up with I'm a really so hard I'm so happy one for you. I can hardly stand it. I'll say, so movie recommendations based on Insidious this week, I've gone for The Exorcist, obviously. Can't not Mm -hmm. have The Exorcist. We had this discussion. Uh, Sam Raimi's The Evil Dead, the original Evil Dead. I'm a bit nervous about this remake that's coming up, but we'll see. Don't think you can remake something so classic, to be honest. Don't remake The Exorcist either if you're thinking about it. (laughs) If you, any of you, are thinking of remaking it. If you have a million dollars and you have... (laughs) No. Uh, And... The third movie is the movie that I mentioned that we saw last year, and it's another Sam Raimi movie, and it's Drag Me to Hell. Now, I think that keeps its intensity the entire time, even though it is really tongue-in-cheek. Very tongue-in-cheek. As all Sam Raimi movies really It's got are. the hokiness, but it's also creepy. And But it's got some horrible scenes. It, it's quite gory in parts. It's got everything. And I liked it as a whole, you know, the all of it. It never lost me at any point. It was... You know what you're in for, right from the opening scene. And what occurs is not exactly what you would think, but it's horrific, it's scary in parts. Right. It's very gruesome, isn't it? I mean, there's some really gruesome things when I think about it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I would go with Drag Me to Hell, which I think is a overall a better horror experience for me, even though it is campy and cheesy. So what have you got? My recommendations are, because I wanted to get that same sort of, okay, like outside of horror genre, but creepy, maybe not great, but Dark Water, which I felt like it had a a creepiness about it. Which was a remake of a Japanese horror film. And it wasn't great, but it still had moments, and the thought of a lot of the things was like, uh, uh, What's she called, the lady in that? She's from, I don't know, remember. It's on the front of my mouth. Oh, well. I can see it in my mind. <laughs> I can, too, because I just looked at pictures it's of it. It's not Bridget anyway. Moynihan. It's no, the, no, 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 no. 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 Um, it was Beautiful Mind Lady. Yes. Yeah. Jennifer somebody. Yes. Connolly. Connolly. Yes. Very good. Uh, Dark Water and The Grudge. Another movie based on a Japanese horror yeah. movie. The Grudge also had images. You're that- talking about the remakes. On yeah. both of these. Yeah, yeah. Right. The ones I've seen, the modern, like Michelle, Sarah Michelle Geller, Jennifer Connelly, obviously, your movie thing, your computer just went the, off. It's all right. All right. The, the Grudge is... Um, the Grudge also, it has its weaknesses, but it has creepiness about it that makes you crawl just a little bit, like your skin crawls a little bit, and I like that. And it's got a slow build, and it's got that sort of... They both have the otherworldly thing going on, and spirits and stuff, the grudge, but um, kind of like them. For me, I preferred The Ring... I thought it was a better film in general. Ring's pretty creepy. It does have creepy imagery, but it wasn't overall... I liked Although it the, the thought of the little girl being kept, and that, that was creepy. The but... videotape that you watch. And yeah, then, yeah, you know, that's pretty that creepy. That's an interesting idea. Um, I like creepy more than scary now. I think like, I do, too. Because it crawls into your mind. like, <laughs> And then, then the sounds and shit in your house really do make you go like... Oh, yeah, a special note on the Insidious, the sound... Not the soundtrack. Mm. Not there's. It's not. It's not. Sucker, it's not sucker punch. It has awesome songs every now and then. 
even though it does uh, do tiptoe through the tulips, tulips in the most creepy way possible. Oh, super creepy. That's weird, because that song, you don't associate it with creepy, but then they made it creepy, really creepy. Oh, I think it's always been creepy See, to not me. to me, it never has been. Um, Tiny Tim, creepy. But the sound on the Blu-ray is insane. If you want to be... There's a, there's a part where uh, the home alarm goes off. Oh, yeah. It's actually so... Piercing. It hurts your ears. And from all angles. You can feel it coming from behind, in front. It's um, it's disorientating, almost, the, the realism of the sound. Plus, they've got everything going on in all speakers. They've got, like, a, a voice here in the rear, and then they've got a voice in the yeah. front. And then they've got, like, a chair dragging along the floor behind you, and it was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So, yeah, good sound design. Really good. Um, I, I was impressed. Uh, so, games and A. Scully stuff for this week. It was my birthday uh, last Monday. So Correct. Um, we went to see Transformers Dark of the Moon in 3D. Um, we're not going to review it here because we'll probably do the Blu-ray eventually. Um, but what was your general opinion? What was your, your first My general opinion next? was it was exactly what I expected. <laughs> if not a little bit more because I think the action sequences were the best of all and three. And you expected what? More of trans. I like the Transformers. I didn't like the second movie. I've said that before. I like the Transformers. And when you say the Transformers, we mean we like the Transformers. Yes. Not the stories, not the people, but the Transformers. Yes. Like If you cut out the whole human part. You can remove LaBeouf for me. <laughs> and just show us the Transformers transforming constantly. And I will be mesmerized for hours. I'm like a little kid with a mobile. I'm just like, oh my god. So I think in this third one, they... Um, it was the best action sequences out of all three of them. I just think they'd figured out how to show you the Transformers and it not be that con- not be as confusing. Because the actual um, Decepticons in this, the baddies, are more baddie looking than they were in the others. They made them more spiky and you can tell what's fighting what. It's like... Um, and the transforming sequences are better. They're, mm. they're less fast. You can see... He does a lot of slow motion so you see it happen. I always wanted, I've said, said to you after we'd watched the second one, why do we never see somebody driving the Transformer car and then it transform and see what, what happens to them? How, you know, is it going to kill them, crush them or whatever? There's a scene of a Transformer transforming with LaBeouf driving the car and then transforming back. Perfect. But it's want... Bumblebee, so he's not going to squish no. him. No, <laughs> but I like to see how it, how the um, logistics of that. And happened. that was really good. I and mean, it happens really people, well. You can say negative things about these movies. I have no problem with that because there's a lot of. Hopefulness. Well, there's a lot of negative too. Though. But I'm still mesmerized. I don't care. I don't care who wins this war. I don't care if humans get. I mean, the plot, the, the overall idea, I find quite menacing. I was more menaced in this movie than the other two. The see, thought of all of humanity. Becoming enslaved, I think, was a... To me, it was actually a, a scary thought. See, the thing is, they, they do such a bad job of making you care for the humans in the True. movie. Because they give you all these shitty humans that you're not really into. <laughs> all of them, really. Um, but the menacing part, it, if the Transformers took over our Earth, that would be fine. Because like, I'm like, well, we'd lose LaBeouf and his girlfriend, so what? Because like, they're the well, only people we Well, when they show normal people, though, screaming and running. and yeah, there's it's lots actually of, darker there's than lo- Yeah, there's lots of blown up people and people dead in the Do you know another thing I noticed? I thought when, we weren't reviewing this, but... <laughs> another thing I noticed in this movie is when the Transformers fight each other. I know it's not blood, 
That's oh yeah, oil. Yeah, yeah. But it's red oil, so it looks more gruesome. Like it, it, I know, I know it's not blood, but yeah. when the oil, it's there. It's there. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, it makes it feel more. So I was thinking, well, you know, a lot of kids see this. This one's a bit more, you know, menacing. Dark, dark of the moon. <laughs> so yeah, I I really enjoyed it. I mean, it's not a masterpiece. I think Michael Bay's really awesome at putting on a summer spectacle. Um, I'll be honest, I like the movie more than I liked our dinner. Because we went to a health food restaurant. And while we both love healthy food... Oh, we went to a vegan restaurant. No. Vegetarian. Vegetarian. And all I love vegetarian food, the execution of my dinner anyway, wasn't... Yours was way better, I think. Your veggie burger was It was really good, good, but it's not the best thing It was ever. kind of bland, that's all. Mine was kind of extra bland, unfortunately. But they're supernatural and all organic and all that stuff, which I totally appreciate. I'd only go there again at a push. Because there's other better alternatives yeah. in the same city. In the if same. we made those things ourselves, they would be jazzed up more with flavor. Yeah. So I did enjoy the. I did enjoy your birthday outing. And I, um, we saw Transformers in 3D, and I actually really liked the 3D. You wasn't so impressed, but um, take it or leave it. I went to see Tron. Actually, I'd rather leave it. I went to see Tron Legacy in 3D, and that did not impress me in the slightest. That was almost like a movie where I watched it in 3D and said to you, that almost doesn't matter and then when we watched Tron Legacy on Blu-ray not in 3D I was like wow I enjoyed it even more way better. It was better I think I would enjoy Transformers we'll more see well. when it comes Like, but I did enjoy some of the 3D Michael Bay just can't um, he, he did think about the shots there was a lot of interesting looking like Avatar where it's really multi-layered there was a lot of that and it was obvious he was thinking about it when he was filming it it wasn't just a transfer this to 3D kind of experience you know when they jump out of their things in wingsuits? I mm-hmm. really, really like that part. Because they threw, they threw guys with 3D cameras on them out. Real, I mean, that was real. It wasn't a special right. effect. Um, so the 3D was cool for me. I liked it. It was the best. I've not seen many 3D movies. I've seen Avatar. Like live action. Avatar, Tron, and... Is that it? Is that all we've seen in the theatre? Avatar, Tron, and this? I think so. Well, Avatar was obviously my favourite 3D movie, because it actually... We've seen them all multiple times, but... Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I liked it. Um, you know, it's doing big business. It's the biggest <laughs> film of the summer. It's going to take a long time. I think maybe just supposed to not Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe Potter just uh, beat it, but yeah. So, yeah, and it was a good birthday in general. Um, and you Very also good. bought me a game for my birthday, which would be Ace Gully's game for this week, which would be Resident Evil The Mercenaries 3D. As the game likes to tell you, because every time you press start on the title screen, it yells that at you. <laughs> it goes like, Resident Evil, The Mercenaries, 3D, like that, you know. So I have to listen to that every time I boot it up. Um, it's not the Resident Evil story. It's all the characters from Resident Evil in like this time attack game, which is really fun. You can play it online. So it's like, we'll throw you into a level full of zombies and you have to survive for ten minutes, or... We'll throw you into a world of zombies and there's an objective. Maybe you have to kill 20 zombies. Right. So it's like different levels of challenge. And you play with somebody online, two characters. It's like a co-op game. If you're getting injured, you can spray the other person with some medicine spray and then they're good again. Um, It's really fun. It works flawlessly online. I've been playing it all week, just a game here and there. Um, If you're into... It's the first game on the 3DS... That I don't like playing in 3D. I mean, I turned the 3D off because... Excellent. Um, the 3D works fantastically on all the other games. Zelda, um, anything else that I've played. But on this one, it does work fantastically too. But 
it's such a fast-paced action game that you've got to be on your... It kind of distracts me a little bit. So if I put it in 2D, I find it easier to play. So that's just one of them things. I don't know whether it's the style of the graphics or just the gameplay doesn't need to be in 3D. Um, but it's nice that you have the option to turn it sure. off and on, you know? Because uh, it does look cool in 3D, it's just not necessary. They did use a special 3D technique, which is pretty awesome. When you zoom in with a sniper rifle and you see the scope, they've made it so it, it the 3D goes completely blurred unless you close one eye. So it's like looking through a sniper rifle. Right. You know, and you'd have to like look through... You'd have to cl- Well, when you close your eye, it's perfect. So I, I thought that was a neat little How touch. weird. Yeah, because at first I was like, what the hell, I'm zooming in, I can't even see anything, it's all blurred. And then I closed my eye, I was like... I see what they're trying to do there, which you is... just did that, or did it tell you? To? It doesn't tell you. But I was like, I felt like I had to squint or something, and closed an eye, and it was perfect. So what they've done is, I guess they turned the 3D off. Because when you close an eye, you can't see in 3D, right? In right. Real, you know, uh, that turns 3D off. So I guess you're turning 3D off manually by closing an eye. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> But it works. So you can watch any game in 2D if you just cover yeah, just one cover eye. An eye yeah. <laughs> it works anyway, and whatever it is, I don't know. So um, the, other, the other game we've been playing this week is Ms. Explosion Man on Xbox Live Arcade, the sequel to two years ago's Explosion Man. It's about a science experiment gone wrong. Hmm, well that's a new concept. Now, I love this game. I love its style. I love its music. I love its colourful nature. But I hate how hard it is. <laughs> and I don't mind a challenge. But this game is brutal. I can't recommend it to anyone. What was it the other night? You, you did something like two or three hours and then I was in the living room and you're clearing here and all of a sudden here, I did it! I did do you know, it! Do you know what I did then? And this is a small... With a British accent. What I did, and this is interesting. Now, you just said two to three hours. And I literally was sat there for two to three hours. Now, th- this is split into levels, right? Like, you do a level. And then you move on to the next one. And a level has checkpoints along the way. That once you get to the checkpoint, you don't have to do the previous part. For three hours, I was going from one checkpoint to another. I wasn't doing a level. I was doing a portion of a level for three hours. And when I shouted, wow, I did it. Why didn't you just give up? Because it it was one of them things where I was like, I can do this. Because I'd nearly done it like 50 times. Three hours of your human's life that you could have been doing. You could have been curing a disease or something um, else. But no. I was having fun. But I was kind of like, (laughs) come on, just give me a break. I just need to get past this part. Eventually get past. And that's literally what the game. It starts off fairly easy for about three levels. And then it it can take you an hour to finish a level. When do you perceive you'll give up? Because you gave up on Explosion Man. I probably give up around the same point. Because it just gets to... It's not fun. Right. It's just stupidly hard. I don't think any game is fun when it's hard, even the tiniest bit. And I mean, this isn't just tiniest bit hard. I know, but I'm saying, for me, even the tiniest bit of challenge, I... Even, like, Plants vs. Zombies, that's pushing it. Right. But I will go through it. I went through that game, I think, five times now, because I love it so much. But when it gets to the hard part... I'm right. I want to cheat. See, and I, I like code. I that never something. went too hard for me. I always felt like I could do it. Like I, I'll get through this. Couple of goes, maybe I'll get through it. This I sometimes feel, and I've got very good video game skills. I play video games all the time. I sometimes feel that I physically cannot do that. Like, right. it, like it is beyond me. Like pressing. I mean, Explosion Man. It's just one button. You press one button to explode. But it's a timing issue. But it's timing, right? And sometimes you've got to jump from a zip wire 
explode at, exact, at the exact second and then explode again and again and again and then wait till you go along as it were and then jump off and explode. It's like very, it's perfect. You, basically, you're just having to do a perfect run to get through it. No, there's no room for error, nothing. And to me, I just feel I can't do it. It's, it's brutal. It's, I don't know. It you just, just give up now. Just don't play it again. I'll probably get to the end of the first <laughs> world. There's three worlds. And I, in, in Splosion Man, I got to the end of the first world, killed the boss. And I'm on the boss now on this one. When the second world kicked in, I just lost my yeah. will to even bother anymore. Like, And that's a problem, I think. Yeah, like, it is. I mean, there's a certain type of person... Why not give you the option? To, to put then... it on a lower difficulty. Yeah. But there isn't that. Like, why not... Like, you can explode three times before you have to charge or like, land on something and then charge. Well, to make it a little bit easier, let me explode five times. I'd be able to get across chasms that I wouldn't ordinarily, you know? But there is none of that. It's just like, you either play it on hard or you don't. Or you just play it normal and it's just hard. You just play it normal and it's just hard. And I mean, there's a game called Super Meat Boy, which you know about, which is really hard also. But at least, I never had the feeling in that game that I could not do it. In this game, I actually have the feeling of that physical act of pressing the button ten times exactly when it's supposed to, I am never going to do. Never. I'm always going to fail on the fifth button press. Aww. So. That isn't fun. No, not fun. So, it's hard to... Everything else is awesome. It's a shame, like, because it's... The, the, it's cheeky it's funny. it's funny. It's, and yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's a uh, misplosion, man. So, um... And they you, could easily add the option. They could have some downloadable thing or some kind of up change just that anything. make it less... I mean, there is a thing, and I've told you, if you fail more than a hundred times, I think it's like a hundred times, a screen pops up and it says, we notice you're having difficulty here, which is literally at every checkpoint for me. I'm doing this. So do you want to skip to the next checkpoint? Now, while that sounds fun, you can move on to the next point. When you move on to the next point, you're going to be just as stuck as you were anyway. I mean, you're going right. to, it's going to happen again. So it's not like... They give you a, oh yeah, I'll just press that and go on to the next thing, and then I'll do that part really easily. Because you won't, because it'll be just as hard, if not harder. So it never, like, gets fun again. Like, the first three levels is really fun, because it's, like, doable. You're listening to her tell a joke. She tells jokes while she's running along. She sings songs. It's funny. looks good. But yeah, it's just a shame that, um, I don't know why they thought it should be so hard. But they did. They drink a lot of Red Bull. They must think everybody does. And the other thing that happened this week in the gaming world, and this is the last thing, is Netflix hit the 3DS on um, Thursday, out of the blue. Nintendo didn't... They they had mentioned it a long time ago, but on Wednesday, on Thursday when I turned it on, it said, do you want Netflix? And I said yes, and it works perfectly. It's the interface from the Wii, exactly. Um, I was watching a documentary this week about um, vegan uh, juicing. I was watching that this week and I'd watched about three quarters of it on the computer and then Netflix came out on the the 3DS so I resumed it on the 3DS and watched it while I was on the toilet (laughs) and it works perfectly it's just like it does on everything else juicing and juicing so um, it's fun there's no 3D content on Netflix yet but apparently they will so did you have to undo one of our devices? Uh, no did it not ask? Um, it didn't ask it just said Hmm. It, I turned it on and it said go to netflix.com slash 3ds on a web browser I did and then it said um, 
enter this code, and it gave me like five figures on your 3DS. I typed them in, and then it worked. Right. And because um, they wouldn't, they wouldn't want you to then. Because un- the thing about Netflix is you get six devices. So we have already maxed out our six devices. Yeah, probably. Yes, we have my laptop, my computer, your computer, the Wii, the Xbox, PS3, and the home theater PC. Now, how Netflix works now... Oh, no, we've got the Blu-ray player yeah, in there. The, yeah, so that's And six. the PS3 downstairs. Right, but they're not set up for it right now. They're not logged into it. And when you do try to do another device, it says, do you want to... Deactivate yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, interestingly enough, though, now it's changed that slightly. PCs, web browser-based PCs... They don't take up a Netflix slot anymore, a Good. device slot. There Good, because if I go to my mom's and I want to watch Netflix, I think I should be allowed. Now, IP addresses uh, have a problem with it, because I was reading something. Oh, right. uh, if you, I don't think they want you to give your password to somebody else in your family. Right, but what if I go to stay with somebody and I, I want to watch my Netflix? I think it will work. But like I if th- I take my laptop, I know it's allowed, but it's yeah. going to be on a different... IP address. I think it will look at that and say, oh, well, this MAC address was already allowed, so they've probably gone somewhere else with this laptop. But if all of a sudden three new IP addresses start watching Netflix on your account, then well, they'll have... just one because I went to someone's house. Well, one would be fine, but say you give it to your sister, your brother, your... Yeah, but I'm not giving it to anyone. I'm saying I'm going, and I'm in a hotel I think that would be room. fine because MAC address of your laptop would have already no, been... No, I mean, ready. I'm going and I'm on my mom's computer, but it's late at night and everyone's in bed and I want right, to watch Netflix. Yeah, I don't Netflix. know how that works. I think at some point they're going to ask you what's something. going on here. Yeah. Like a, a question or something. Somebody's going to ask. Um, and if it gets out of hand, like... All of a sudden, thirty IP addresses start watching your account. Then they're probably going to just switch it off and ask you, yeah. "Why is this happening?" There's going to be something. I mean, they must have something built in, right? So yeah, it works fine on the 3DS. And there's going to be 3D movies coming to the 3DS through Netflix, which will be interesting. Soon, apparently, at least 3D trailers coming soon. So that's my stuff for this week. Sid talk. Your spot where you say what's for dinner. <laughs> It's a really weird time, man. It's 3.30 in the morning. A lot later than we normally do That's the because podcast. yesterday you got up at 7 a.m. Correct. You stayed up until 8 a.m., which is 25 hours. And then you slept until 8 p.m., which is 12 hours. Very and good. I slept till 8 p.m. because I kind of just... I had been at work all night and I slept and I woke up a couple times, but then we didn't get up until 8 o'clock. And we didn't go down to watch Insidious until about 11. Mm-hmm. So, yes, yeah, 3.30 in the morning. Um, what's for dinner? <laughs> I'm not actually hungry, which is weird. Um, what is for dinner will be some veggie sandwiches, like sub sandwiches with all veggies and veganes and some coleslaw on there. I think that sounds delicious. I am hungry. Excellent. And <laughs> some stir-fried vegetables. I've got broccoli, cauliflower, carrots. I'm going to stir-fry on the side. And some fries. <laughs> all vegetables. Again, they give a protein to throw in there, but I'll think of something. That's yeah. it. And you've nothing else for this week? No, I don't have anything. Nothing? I don't think so. I mean, um... Speak now or forever hold your peace. Anything you're... I mean, I'm still working on my family reunion, class reunion. I did think of a good theme for the family reunion, I think. And that is to have little visual representations of all holidays and events that might have occurred or do occur in our lives through time that we don't share with all these branches of the family. So have a little birthday cake that says happy birthday everyone. Have a little reference to Christmas and New Year's and Thanksgiving. Just little something little around 
dishes that remind you of that, candy in an Easter basket. So then it kind of is a catalyst to talk about, you know, little wedding references and birthday things and, you know, because we don't spend all those events with each other because we're in separate branches of the family. But when you come together for a family reunion, what else would you talk about? Oh, my my son got married last summer. My kids graduated from college last summer. You know, things like that. So that's a good uh, theme. That's it. And very finally, um, Torchwood started last week. Uh, um, Is it the American version of Torchwood? Kind Mm -hmm. of. It is. Um, Torchwood was a British TV series, which was a spin-off from uh, Doctor Who, um, that kind of took a hiatus for a couple of years and now is back on Stars Channel in the US. The same cast-ish... Some new people. Everyone's new except for two. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it has enough of the... It has the ones you care, to, you care about the most from Torchwood are back. Um, we watched the first episode. It's quite intriguing so far, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was going to be a complete mess. I really had no hopes for it. But they kept, they kept it like it's supposed to be. I didn't like the opening, though. The opening before was just so brilliant. The very quick opening. It was like... Torchwood came they up do and keep that was the same it. music. I mean, it keeps its. But they have the names and all that. I just wanted it to be the same. It has tor- the word Torchwood would come up on, and it goes and, and then a, it's over. An interesting concept for this um, miracle day. It's called um, What If. Yeah, but here let's start by saying in Torchwood we have Dar- uh, Captain Jack Harkness, who is immortal. He's Nothing the head can... of Torchwood. When you and blow he him up, die. when you chop him up, when you hurt him, he heals. No matter how many pieces he's in, he can heal. He will live forever, and we don't understand why yet, even though we've seen all of it. This happened during an episode of Doctor yeah, Who. Yeah, we don't know why Doctor Who gave him this particular thing. Now, in Miracle Day... In Miracle Day, the premise is... Humans. What if one day we all wake up and nobody can die anymore? At all. No... Well, maybe you get into an accident. The accident affects you, but you won't die. Like so you could You're get still hurt forever. Spare through the heart, but so your heart is hurting. You're yeah. in pain forever, but yes. you you won't die. Your or, heart or, won't quit. Or for instance, if you're blown into fifty pieces, all those pieces are still alive. Yeah, these people don't heal like Jack did. So I mean, these people as in everybody in the world, right? Yeah, every human. So, um, you know, the implications of that are if we can't die anymore. And we're introducing new humans into the... Here's one question. What if you're pregnant? Right. But the thing is... Nobody can die. I know, but nobody can die. But if you're pregnant... Okay. Pregnancy is basically something not wrong with your body, right? But your body's in a whole different altered state. Will you ever have the baby? And if you do have the baby, it rips the... It really... You do have the baby because they, they talked about how all the people being born every day will... Well, they talk them. about the statistics, but they haven't right. actually got to the point of this woman's pregnant. Is she actually... A f- will she ever give birth? Do you know what I mean? Are people aging still? Are anyway, the, the statistics are basically, if this does happen and, you know, we can't die anymore, but we're actually introducing new humans into the system every day, millions of them. In three months' time. I mean, they only mention that, so we haven't seen that yet. No, I mean, you don't see that, but in reality, in in a few months' time, the world cannot support that many people. Not only that, but you're supporting... Food. Everyone who gets injured is injured. Hospitals can't Everyone who's already dying is still dying. Like, forever. So... It's an interesting concept. Um, I think they opened with a strong episode. Yeah, I think um, so. It's still pretty Americanized, let's be honest. But. It is, but it also has enough of the 
Because Doctor Who and Torchwood have this cheesiness to them. Bad special effects, which are getting better. Yeah. But there's still, still a bad, uh, a green screeny look to most of the stuff they do. Sure. And this carries over here. You just have to... You can't watch this with fresh eyes thinking this is a new show and be impressed by all the special effects and stuff. You have to think, oh, this is a continuation of something else. Because, um, yeah, I, it would be hard to come as a new viewer. Never seen this. It's an interesting concept, but you're like, what the hell? Who's this guy and what's exactly. that? Exactly. I, I don't think it will wash with people who don't know the whole backstory. Bill Pullman is in it. backstory, yeah. He's good. He's very good because he creeps the shit out of me. Yeah. His character is creepy. So, yeah, that's everything for this week. Thanks for listening to the show. I want to remind you about our websites, uh, aschoolie.com, sidtalk.com. Catch us both on Twitter, Facebook, Xbox Live, YouTube, Spotify I got on this week. Google Plus, we're on that now. <laughs> um, the Zoom Marketplace, if you want to get this podcast. Or iTunes, if you're an Apple uh, person. My God, we're um, kind of obnoxious. You can go on the... I mean, seriously. You can go on com. <laughs> click on the word podcast, subscribe using any RSS reader, including Google Reader. You can email feedback to me at com. Sidtalk doesn't want your emails. She does not want any of your shit. You can go to my site and just read some no, stuff. No, well, if, they, if they're not allowed to email you, they don't want to go to your site. <laughs> so um, you think they're going to be bitter because yeah. I don't want, I can't, I don't, it's not that I don't want your emails. It's that when you email me, it's going to go into my spam and I'm not going to fish it out. And you don't so, know how to work a spam folder? I do know how to work a spam <laughs> filter. It blocks out everything I don't want. Right, and including these people's <laughs> feedback. <laughs> Right. Okay, I'll change the we filter. We know where And if in the subject line it says, after the show, it will not go into my spam. If you want to test me, go for it. That cover of Insidious reminds me also of The Omen. Yeah. There's another one. Um, another movie that kind of has that creep, creep to it. Omen's creepy. And a kid. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, it actually is. There's, that would be a good suggestion. Rosemary's so, yeah. Baby. We're, these are all classics, but then again, we were children when we saw them. So, will children who, nowadays who get to watch horror movies think of something like this as that creepy movie in 30 years that they can't get out of their mind? So, um, stay classy, Larry David, because it's Curb Your Enthusiasm's back, and uh, it's on tonight. <laughs> that came out of the blue. And I'm going to say, think for yourself, people, because if you don't do it, someone's going to do it for you. 